what might you do if you received a mysterious delivery but had no idea who sent it? What if that unmarked package contained an old diary with no explanation? That's exactly what happened to Angela. The only clue was a note. It contained just six words that were stuck to the worn front cover of the thick leather-bound book filled with hundreds of handwritten pages. The note said, use this as you see fit. The last entry of the diary, which seems to be filled with personal stories involving cannabis, is dated April 20th, 2022. It's intriguing. Who wrote the diary? Where did it come from and why was it sent? Angela, along with her friend Brandon, are ready to explore the entries to learn more. Even though they have no idea who the author is or why the diary was anonymously sent, they're both committed to finding answers. On this podcast, we're exploring the diary and learning more about the experiences of whoever wrote it. Through that exploration, hopefully we'll solve the mystery of the diary and why Angela was trusted with this extraordinary responsibility. Hey, Angela. Hi, Brandon. What's going on? Not much. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about like last week about the like the diary that you got, and um, yeah, did you have you been like reading through it? Because I'm like super interested to hear more, and you wouldn't even let me look at it. Like it was the weirdest thing. It was like you just you, you squirreled it away, away, and I went to grab it, and you did one of those growls, like you know. So like when a cat, you know, you tried to take the food bowl away from the cat. So you're so, exaggerating. Maybe you're, just a, maybe just you're a not touch. completely wrong, but it is an exaggeration. Okay, maybe just a touch. But so have you been? Have you been reading more about about the the diary that we got, Brandon? I have not been able to put it down. I I cannot make you know, heads or tails. I guess is that the the saying? I can't make heads or tails of it. I am even more. I, I there are no words in some ways. Okay, all right. Was there anything else that that like did anything else show up this week? No. Well, and so this is the other strange part. Okay. So you had mentioned that it was a package from some outfit called Speedy Delivery. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. The guy seemed to want to um, hustle his way out. So, okay, that's fine. Lots of other things. I didn't think that you could mail a package without a return address or, or some sort of sender information. And the more that I looked into it, I can't find any record of this speedy delivery situation. Okay. So... It's even more mysterious than it was before to me because I I have no idea who sent this. And I'm not ready to let anyone else see it. I know that that sounds terrible. Yeah, I, 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 I can understand, I guess. <laughs> it's a very brittle book, so it's very old. It is. So. And do you want to hear something hilarious? Sure. I've been wearing gloves. <laughs> Just one glove, like Michael Jackson. No, 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 both no <laughs> sparkly I, glove. I because I'm using both hands mm-hmm. to touch it. I brought it with me today. I have my gloves; they're white in my pocket, and I'm going to put these gloves on before I touch it because I want to make sure I'm taking care of it. So it's it's kind of like uh, you're like one of the people that work for Christie's auction auction house. Yes, that's. I feel like I should be doing some sort of inspection situation every time I go ahead and, you know, want to 
go through this diary. And it, I'm not going to get into all of it right now, but. I mean, is there anything in it that like weirded you out or anything or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, why? What's, what's, what's odd? What's weird? So it seems real. Well, you can touch it. Well, yes. It's not in my imagination. You can see and I, it. I saw it too. It was delivered. I'm not, um, allo- I'm not allowed to touch it, but I saw it. But yeah. If you. Maybe if you get your own gloves <laughs> or I'll, maybe I'll loan you mine. It's just it's also not completely linear. OK, which is the opposite of what feels to be a diary. But yet I'm, wait, it doesn't start with like a date, like way in the past, then go all the way to like today or. Correct. OK, which is the essence of of some type of journal or diary. Right. Okay, so it's so was it written by Quentin Tarantino then? <laughs> <laughs> if so, I have a lot of questions for Quentin. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, but uh, is I guess like, do you want to do you want to read another another entry from it? I do, and I was actually hoping that I. I want to bring some other cannabists in. Can, cannab- other- cannabists? Yeah, yes. Cannabists. Okay. So these are other people that are in the industry. Right. Okay. All and right. And that'll still come up on spell check as incorrect. <laughs> I'm trying to make it a thing. Okay. There. All right. And I mean, I'm I, not the first either. It's like whenever you do the, the texting over and over again, where it's like uh, where I just keep repeating or I keep type, typing in and it keeps showing up as duck. Right. And ducking. And ducking. It's like my phone will not pick up the hint. (laughs) I never mean ducking. Yeah. No, neither Mm -hmm. do I. So. (laughs) But so I, I think that it would be really interesting to have some other perspective, but something um, unexpected has happened. Some of the people in my circle, when I started to talk with folks about it, um, they're freaked out to the point where they don't. I don't even think they want to see it. Okay. I think it's I think it's um Hollywood's fault. Uh, okay, why what do you mean Hollywood's fault? Well, so uh, what happens in all of these movies where there's a book, The Never-Ending Story, mm, you know, National Treasure, different kinds of movies where there's an adventure and there could be a curse. I think there's some fear that it might be a cursed, oh, you know, okay, like a uh, book with lots of handwritten stuff in it. Oh, so there's interest, but it there's a little bit of um, um, w- w- like weariness to be weary, wary. I think it's weary, weary, wary, wary to be wary. I think we have some wary people out there. Okay, wary, wary. So, <laughs> so it's kind of uh, it's kind of like that uh, in um. Like uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Kind yes. Of, yeah. yeah. Yes. And if I start off a conversation with, hey, do you want to come over and put some gloves on while we do stuff like an Indiana Jones 2? Right. That was the second one. You could put it on the only. F- you could put it on OnlyFans. I don't probably. think that that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I just don't. Call, call it jonesing. Nope. Mm-mm. Because I am saying this completely serious as as I have this diary in front of me. Mm um this very old very strange diary and i think that we're just going to 
We're just going to see what happens. Okay. All right. And if we become cursed, maybe it's good that we're saying this out loud now so that there's evidence to support the fact that it wasn't us making the decisions. It was the curse. Okay. All right. Like in case we do something weird or like our fingers fall off or <laughs> turn to hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, yes. I, that, that would be not optimal for me. No, I, I cannot. <laughs> I don't know about you, but imagine not that it would me. be optimal for anybody except for <laughs> was it? Um, I don't want to say it in case anybody wants to watch that. But all right, well, why don't you? Uh, why don't you choose another page? Like, why don't? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't you grab another page, okay. open it up, and then let's see where? Let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. All right. Well, so I'm just going to pick a page at random and we'll hold off on the drum roll again. <laughs> now, last time you did that on your stomach, what happened? <laughs> I got a red tummy. All right. So, okay, here. I'm going to stop here. All right. Oh, and you know what? This is one that I have actually, I spent some time looking at before. And for some of it, it's like this funny little like corroboration kind of thing where I read something and then I go and I look it up to make sure that this is a real or legitimate thing. And the the absolute bonkers part is that it always checks out. Okay. So this is the page that I just turned to is January 12th, 1945 at the top. And okay, let me see here. Last night, no one could find the matches. I swore that it wasn't me, but then I found them in my jacket. The circle that I hung with, it's normally Benny that snags the fire. Mm -hmm. We sometimes make him give us something to hold on to while he has them. Last time, he gave us one of the socks right off of his foot. And in parentheses, it says it smelled pretty bad. (laughs) Have you ever have you ever had to like leave something like to kind of like whenever you go to um I think there was once I went and I like went to buy like it was something it was something at like a uh, 711 and I didn't have my wallet with me and I had to go back home and it was something where it was like where I think I I traded my belt for like a pack of smokes <laughs> or something and I was like I will come back and I because I, I and, and tomorrow I will come back and I will give you cash for the rest of it. And you can hang on to this belt. So it's kind of kind of like that. Was it a nice belt? No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, it held my pants up. But so did your pants stay up the rest of the time? <laughs> yeah. Till, yes. till the next day. Yes. You weren't even talking like a 10 minute belt hold. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a next day belt hold. So <laughs> I've tried to do that, but people don't want to take my things. Maybe you should get better things. Ooh, that's not what they said. <laughs> what did they say? That I have the too honest of a face. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I look like I am trustworthy. Thank you very much. You do. You do. You. I do have nice things. You nice do. trustworthy things. <laughs> not cursed. Regular things. Anyway, we looked everywhere and then had to find a new set. That quiet gal, Verna, told us about these new lighters. I think they're called zipper lighters or something. Mm. Having one of those would be so keen. It seems like we're always looking for a torch. So that would save us a lot of time. Okay. Um, zipper lighter. Oh, 
Well, wait, what was this? Like so, like a like a oh, it's probably like a like a Zippo, like one of those, you know, like the right. Well, and they were invented nineteen mm, twenties, nineteen thirties, something like I, that. I, I'm guessing probably. I mean, I, I let maybe. me just. I'm gonna go to the Google box on that one. Okay. Oh, okay. Nineteen thirty-two. All right. So Zippo's, not zipper lighters, were invented in nineteen thirty-two, and then this entry is nineteen forty-five. So, okay. I guess that was fairly new. But yeah, I guess so. Well, go go on. Let's see, let's see what's more in here. Okay. Um, I woke up in a pretty good mood, but it got even better when I saw this in the paper. The title was weird. All right, this is a weird title, so wait for it. Experts discount marijuana as big factor in crime, but drive on it will be pressed. Okay. Let me reread that. Experts discount marijuana as big factor in crime, but drive on it will be pressed. I'm still not sure what that means. But this was the really interesting part. Studies by the Committee on the Marijuana Problem in the City of New York appointed by Mayor LaGuardia in January 1939, have led the committee to the conclusion that the practice of smoking marijuana does not lead to addiction in the medical sense of the word, Mm -hmm. that the drug is not the determining factor in the commission of major crimes and is not widespread among schoolchildren, as some alarmists had reported, and that juvenile delinquency is not associated with the practice of smoking marijuana. Okay. Um so I I'm, I'm not really familiar with the uh with the LaGuardia report. I'm familiar with the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the closest you've got. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest I have. And in and in Ghostbusters where I think we're where where the mayor he there's like a scene where he like <gasps> talked to like LaGuardia. Oh, that's right. And the mayor says that he's been dead for a long time. That must have been in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not, yeah, like I said, I'm not really too, not too keen on the, what what was the LaGuardia, LaGuardia report? So the LaGuardia report was this report that, um, Mayor LaGuardia had commissioned in the late thirties. And LaGuardia, and there's this guy, his name's Harry Anslinger. Maybe we talked about him for a few minutes last week when we were talking over that diary entry. But so he was the head of um, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. And that was really, when you when you talk about cannabis prohibition, Harry Anslinger was a big factor. And LaGuardia didn't like Anslinger. He thought that he was not trustworthy. So LaGuardia steps up and assembles this huge team of health experts and law enforcement. It's a pretty it's a pretty well-known and referred to often kind of report that came out um, because marijuana had entered the city through the jazz scene. And Mayor LaGuardia, who all accounts was a smart man, um, knew that he needed more accurate information to make the decisions. So the report ends up being published in 1944, 1945. Okay. Well, so it must have been in 1945, but the diary entry is 45. I'm not sure. So, but this is a real thing. 
And the official report was called the marijuana problem in the city of New York. Mm. And it was pretty comprehensive. And it goes through and the findings that are being written about in this diary entry were reported on from the paper. And then the funny thing is, is I went to look it up and the New York Times did on that date in time in 1945 run this story about marijuana as a being discounted as a big factor in crime. Oh, okay. I see it. Huh. So LaGuardia's report was really important, but then was kind of set aside much of the time um, because Anslinger's message was louder than the report. Anslinger's message was probably more national. National and um, wacky pants. That's like the way to to call it. He had this thing called the gore file and it would be all of these sensationalized like things that he would pull out and say terrible things about people. What, like a Rolodex um, that he could just pull out some horrible thing at any moment? Yeah. The, yes. Okay. It started with an actual big fat file <laughs> of made up things. And if you carry around things in a big fat file and you apparently wear a suit and at the time are, a, you know, a white guy in charge, then... People yeah, end people up listening just, to you. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Made up things. That big old five pound file he's got there. Yeah, he knows a thing or two. So there's still more for this entry. All right. Um, it's... Let me see. Where was I? Not associated with the practice of smoking marijuana. That's amazing. I'm going to go out later today and buy as many copies as I can afford and cut that part out and give it to everyone I know. There's something really sweet about that. Mm-hmm. Like when you hand out pictures of kids on like like school portrait day. Um, uh, back to the entry. And then they can give it to the people that go around spreading those terrible rumors. I don't see those kind of folks too often anyway. I try and avoid them because I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. Mm-hmm. That's probably a smart move. Trying to keep people away, trying to, you know, trying not just not associating, associating with negativity. It's probably a good way to do it. So how do you keep the negative people away? Garlic. (laughs) Because I know if they don't mind the smell of garlic on my breath, they truly love me. (laughs) Well, that's some interesting logic to think about. That's uh, that's what uh, it's worked sometime, (laughs) sometimes. So, uh, you know, life's too short to spend time with people that bring you down. True. Mm-hmm. The whole family feels that way. Maybe I'll do handwritten copies after I run out of official copies. This is the best thing I've seen in the paper in a long, long, long time. There's something that is just so sweet about this concept, right? Where you want to tell your friends and you're going to cut these things out of the paper. And when you can't afford to buy more papers, yeah, then you just hand write it. <laughs> and <laughs> validity of, of, of oneself. Distribute it. Here, here's something I think you should read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like I, I it's yeah, it, it is. That is a very, very sweet kind of concept in the end. Um and and it's interesting. I I I think I'd, I mean I'd like to more lo- learn more about LaGuardia and learn more about kind of like in general just kind of like that report. So, I, you know, I just 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 one day I'd like to sit down and kind of take a look at that. So, 
Well, I can tell you the report itself is really big. Okay. But the the eight um, things that have been like the summarizing conclusions are essentially the same things that we, you know, that that folks in the cannabis industry and folks that are encouraging of of you know choice of consumption, mm-hmm. the choice to consume, um, where this report reinforces all of those things. The the funniest one to me is the first conclusion that they come to. Um, the consensus among marijuana smokers is that use of the drug creates a definite feeling of adequacy. Wait, wait, what? can you repeat that again, please? <laughs> yes, I can. So one of the first conclusions, the summarized conclusions of the report is the consensus among marijuana smokers is that the use of the drug creates a definite feeling of adequacy. You know, I can identify with that, I think, you know, after uh, sometimes smoking and feeling feeling adequate or even above adequate, <laughs> feeling gosh darn great about myself there. <laughs> well, and I, I, I assume that the reason they came to that conclusion is like the baseline is that with everybody, mm-hmm. generally speaking, there's a feeling of it seems like satisfaction even if there's not like even if you're not feeling necessarily floaty okay you know that you're not feeling worse off for the most part yeah not abject terror right and (laughs) i sometimes i feel not like a lsd sort of experience or sort of sort of situation where you know where you just want to hide under the covers or in the bathtub or take covers into the bathtub (laughs) and hide under the covers in the bathtub well, and I feel like that might be something that some folks experience from time to time with mm. cannabis, where, you know, it does not feel like a good, let's say, floaty adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think m- many folks that are consumers have come to understand that a lot of that has to do with how you feel before you consume, like your mental state before. Yeah. And, you know, what your expectations are and what your fears are. Um, And the nice thing is, is that there's plenty of stuff out in the world that because of the Google box, because we have access to such information widespread, Mm -hmm. we can learn about these different kinds of factors and experiences. And I, I think more education helps you go into each situation feeling more confident to consume, to get to that level of adequacy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that's that's all. That's yeah. That's 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 super interesting though. But like, so I have a question though. So, do you think? Do you think that that this book that we got? Do you think it's real? Do you think it might just be like a hoax? You think someone's playing a joke, having a laugh, Take well. a, taking a piss, as the British say? So, <laughs> um, it would be. A, a pretty involved prank okay based on what i'm seeing like bo- like balloon hands like, right now like balloon boy I, i'm not familiar with balloon boy the balloon boy prank where everybody thought there was a kid inside of this hot hot, uh, hot air balloon that was floating over this town and everybody was terrified turned out it just was a big hoax and there was never a kid in the first place what a sad thing yeah it well, was it was like on cnn for a whole afternoon and on fox and they followed this balloon and it turned out that uh, who was, was in there? No one. There wasn't a kid in there. There was nothing in there. 
Huh. Yeah. So, it, but it was an elaborate hoax, and that was that was that was uh, at, at the time it just it got everybody like it it brought a nation together for an afternoon to figure out what's going on with this kid. So, well, I'm and you've not said a word about me slipping into my white gloves over here <laughs> and and looking at this book. And yes, you can look at it later. You just have to wear the gloves and don't breathe directly on it. <laughs> don't um, look directly at it either. Don't stare it in the eyes. It's like Keanu Reeves on set. You can't stare him in the eyes. I've heard that Keanu Reeves is like the nicest person in Hollywood or like one of them. So I'd... maybe that's an elaborate hoax that he's not like really <laughs> genuinely wonderful. I get in an afternoon bubble with him and ask him a lot of questions to figure that out. Um, No, it's yeah, I'm sure anything's possible, right? Mm-hmm. They're just. There's so much, even at first glance, that seems to... This would have taken somebody a really long time to play a prank. And I'm not sure to what end, I suppose. No. It, it comes down to what's the motivation here. Okay. And the post-it note that was on the front that we talked about last time, something just feels highly valuable, I guess. I, I my My question that I keep coming back to before is this real or is it not what the expectation is for me and i mean let's face it us because you know you're in it now someone sent this to us on purpose and went to a lot of trouble to do it and put a post-it note that said use this as you see fit and if we're talking about indiana jones level bookery Mm -hmm. or you know i like the never-ending story yeah Yeah. Um, Where there's this whole adventure being, you know, kicked off by this book. Um, You know, there was a real purpose for those treasure to be found, princesses to save, that kind of thing. I'm I'm curious. uh, Most minutes of every day at this point since we received it. Mm -hmm. And I've got to say, it doesn't feel fake. All right. Uh since um, well since i'll be allowed to actually hold the thing whenever i get some gloves and put them on then i'll be able to <laughs> and i'm going to watch you <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be able to uh to figure out the authenticity of this of this said book with my in my vast word archaeologist <laughs> background <laughs> and i mean maybe we should be careful or cautious with who comes into the circle mm-hmm. and i I don't know. Do I, do I need to talk to an attorney? Do I need to get it insured? People insure like all kinds of things. It might not be bad to get a Lloyd's of London. Is that an insurer? It's an insurer. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a UK insurer. Why so. can't I? Why can't I find one here in New Jersey? <laughs> it just I just like saying Lloyd's of London. Is that what I was yeah. trying to figure out what the yeah what the motivation all, that's, was? That's that's the motivation. I see. So. Well, I think we should keep. I think we should keep looking in to this book and seeing, looking into more of the stories that are in it and kind of seeing what's what's going on, whether or not this book is real or not. But the information in it is real. Like, this okay. was a real New York Times article in 1945. Okay. No, that's fair. And last time around, Dr. Mishulam, that's a real dude. Yeah. So it's, it's been batting a thousand so far. This book's been batting a thousand so far. Okay, so we let's do this again. Okay. We'll come back. 
we'll sit down and I can't spend all of my time. Yeah, you know, we have true. a lot of a lot of exciting things are happening here in the cannabis industry in New Jersey. Yeah, there's only we... so many hours in the day. I'm excited, and but I'm you know sad to put the book down. But right. yes, so we'll come back and we'll look at another entry and try and figure out why we received it, what we're supposed to be doing with it. And man, I, there's so much to learn. All right. And now I want to go out and handwrite copies of newspaper articles <laughs> that are meaningful to me to, to share with people so that they understand that the information's out there. They have copying machines now. I know, but doesn't it feel like it's just so authentic to think about? Like, just it reminds me of when I was little and my, my great grandmother would... Um, you know, she had dementia towards the end there mm. and she would write out everyone's phone numbers and, and hang them all over the apartment. Hmm. Um, and there's just something that's like, you know, we, all the things that we see now are typed all the time. Yeah, that's true. Kind of brings, brings, it back, brings it back to high school. And that's the thing school. with this book, right? It's this it's it feels intimate. Okay. It feels intimate. And maybe that's part of the real. And if this is a prank. I cannot wait to talk to the mastermind behind it because, man, somebody did their homework. <laughs> well, we got to get going. Yes, you are correct. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up later about it. Join us next time for Use This As You See Fit, The Diary of Mary. Mm-hmm.